Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. Welcome to Dan's Talks. Uh, This is uh, Dan Retiner, and I'm interviewing today Sophia Crocus, who owns a restaurant in Bridgehampton and also a uh, events business around the world, as near as I can tell. And Mm -hmm. a remarkable amount of work, and I don't know how you find time to do a podcast with me. You are. Talk to me about where you were born and raised and then how that came to be, what you do. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you for having me, first and foremost. And so I am co-owner also. My husband is the other half to um, the restaurant. So I want to give kudos to my husband, Chris, as well. And so born and raised in Brooklyn and primarily grew up most of my life there. And, but I was a world traveler, traveler, excuse me. Um, I think from the moment I was born, it was in my soul. After years of being in fashion and so forth, I, I started an event planning company. And then basically later in my life, you know, here we are, you know, with our beautiful little Greek restaurant of a gem that we have um, out here. Well, we're going to get to that for most of the Yes. I wanted to ask you one question about the event planning. What is the most remarkable event you planned that you can recall that stands out? You know, I have a handful of them, but I could say one of them was definitely a wedding that we had done in Turkey and another one that we had done out here in East Hampton that really are the two, well, actually two in East Hampton that um, stand out, which I can't really discuss, you know, clients and so forth. But I've been blessed with, I guess the ability to really take one special day, whatever that day is, if it's a celebratory birthday, or if it's a, it's the wedding and, um, and really just create magic for them. Uh, and it really gives me so much joy because it's, you know, I'm in sort of the world of beauty and maybe it's not beauty meaning skincare line, but the world of creating beauty and, and really just connection. So the, you know, because of that, I've been so fortunate to plan not just those three that I just mentioned, but so many other special ones too. Were any of them in special locations that you recall? <clears throat> well, one, like I mentioned, was in Turkey, uh, in Istanbul. One and the other two were out in East Hampton. And oh, I mean, I can go down a list. Um, private homes on their property or were they? Yes, private homes on their property. And actually one in Paris too, which really stands out because um, that was special. We were able to kind of be the first ones to get in after a, I think, four or six year renovation at the Ritz Paris. So we were the first ones that did an event there when their doors opened up. So it was kind of special. Um, how did you come to decide you wanted to also um, open a restaurant out here? It would be Greek. It's not that I really decided to open up a restaurant. I just kind of fell into the restaurant business, which I swore I would never get into. 
but Chris had, you know, the space. He had two previous restaurants in that space on 95 School Street. He had a Spanish tapas and then he, and then it segued into a Sicilian Italian restaurant. And then he thought he was done and he thought he would sell the lease and be done with. And all of our friends out here and even, you know, wherever else, you know, back home in Brooklyn were like, why would you sell you know, the, the lease, when you guys are Greek, you should just open up a Greek restaurant. And I said, hell no, I'm never going into the restaurant business. And then all of a sudden I'm designing mood boards for the restaurant. Uh, and it just kind of segued very organically. It almost like fell into my lap because my husband said, I cannot do this without you. This is something that I think, you know, we should do together. And so we did. And here we are six years later, um, it'll be six years in July that we've opened up our doors and our restaurant has become a massive, you know, success and, and gem for so many people. We have such beautiful, you know, clientele that come to us and repeatedly and have sent, you know, friends of friends and, and uh, even the one timers that kind of stumble across and realize, wow, I you know, didn't even know you guys existed here, you know, just fall in love. And so I am thrilled that we have created something very special. Well, we'll, we'll talk more about the restaurant. But one thing I wanted to ask you was this. Uh, the restaurant's located uh, exactly next door to uh, the Candy Kitchen, which is a legendary. Well, um, yeah. Place. And uh, they um, have been since the start owned by uh, groups who were Greek. and. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they would when uh in fact uh school street is called george Stavropoulos. Stavropoulos, yes i know it's a mouthful town super town uh, mayor for a while and mm -hmm. uh, when he he uh he retired and it was he brought people in who are running it today and near retirement from greece and i wondered if there's any connection between uh that family and your family? Oh, no, no connection. I, the last name Savropoulos, I grew up with because one of my dear friends from grade school is George Savropoulos, um, but no connection. Uh, we just happen to be two Greeks on the same block, I guess. I mean, we're not next door. We're, he's really on Main Street. We're on the side of School Street and School Street, aka George Savropoulos way. Um, and so, yeah, we're, you know, we're, comrades and and you know we love Gus and and Gus is you know loves us too and he supports us and you know and as we also support him too so one of the nicest things I think about the your restaurant is in the afternoon the sun you have you have the tables out front and uh, because of its location on school street you actually get direct sunlight uh, right through the afternoon and into the early evening uh, mm -hmm tables and awnings out out front it's really good. it's beautiful and and we you know we serve brunch on sundays but even like when we open up for 5 p.m as you said like into the early evening the sun the light is just it's perfection it's perfection it is it's a beautiful spot other other favorite dishes prepared there that you want to talk about you know all of our food is delicious and, and it's, you know, very thought, I'm sorry, very thought out. And, um, I have my hand on that clearly because I'm a foodie and I love food. 
and I love my Greek food because this is what I know first and foremost. Uh, of course, I love other cuisines, but this is really my my core. Uh, and so, you know, we have a lot of specials that we do on the weekends, but our staples are like, you know, our grilled fish that people love because we put that beautiful lado lemono on top, which is basically an emulsified, you know, olive oil with, um, with lemon and oregano and uh, some salt and stuff. And I've Niklaftiko, which is our lamb and parchment, um, which is not on the menu. We typically make, let's say a dozen of those, if you will, um, uh, as a special. And we kind of let the customer know that that is also on the menu. And so that's our beautiful lamb uh, shank that's wrapped in parchment paper with all the deliciousness that you know, encompasses that. Uh, and, you know, from our dips, I mean, our famous dips, which is called piquilia, which means it's an assortment of, you know, dips that come either together or separately. Our chicken souvlaki, I mean, like I can go on and on about, you know, our, our beautiful dishes and our moussaka is a big hit, which, you know, is sort of the Greek version of the lasagna, which is obviously layered with, you know, potatoes and uh, eggplant and uh, lamb ragu and the bechamel. And yeah, and then like we just spent for the summer, we just kind of source out some local, you know, items that we can get our hands on and we, and we create beautiful, you know, summer dishes that are, you know, beautiful in color because I love seeing color on my plates. It's not just a, a beige, you know, plate that comes to, to your plate, um, to your table rather. And so yeah, that's. And you were born in Brooklyn, probably of Greek heritage. From the yes, United. both of my parents are Greek. They came over in the sixties, but they met here in in New York. And so, yes, they. I am of Greek descent. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably a lot of what you remember when you were growing up. I mean, you know, I my first language that I spoke was Greek. My parents were very you know, sort of, they stuck to their roots and they wanted to make sure that the kids also stuck to their roots. And that I think was probably one of the greatest gifts that they could have, you know, given us. When did you first um, discover the Hamptons? How did that come about? Oh, I discovered the Hamptons in my twenties, you know, when my parents had bought a home out in Greenport. And so we, I grew up going there in the summers in conjunction with obviously mixing Greece in there as well. And of course, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're like, you know, at the time, the, the North Fork, as we all know, back in like, what, the early 90s or something, you know, it was kind of dead, if you will, like very quiet. There was no action, right? Today is a different cup of tea, right? And so I was like, Dad, why did you buy a house all the way in, in Greenport where there's like no life? I have to go to the Hamptons. And so I was making my way to the Hamptons and discovering the Hamptons. So I've known the Hamptons now for over 30 years, I guess. Oh. You, that kind of tells your my age now a little bit. <laughs> what town did you find that you wanted to spend most of your time in? I mean, it was Southampton. It was West Hampton at the time, you know, uh, because that's where a lot of clubs were. You know, I, again, we're going back, you know, in my 20s. I wanted, you know, to, you know, meet up with my friends and have a good time. So I got to appreciate the North Fork as I got older and realized, wow, dad made a great move. But we actually sold before the North Fork was right at that tipping point of becoming like a hot thing. And so um, so we, you know, he sold the house and and um, now I've been out in the Hamptons for 12 years because I'll be married 12 years this August with my husband. Why did he choose the Greenport? Was he a fisherman? Did he like 
No, because all the Greeks were going out. And it was, it was you know, Greenport was called Greekport. And so, all, yes, and all the Greeks were like, you know, kind of heading out to that direction because they loved the farm, you know, lands and they loved, you know, the fresh, the fresh, you know, produce in the summer and, and the beaches, you know, with the pebbles kind of reminded them of Greece. And so it was at one point, you know, I guess amongst the Greeks, at least, we were calling it Greekport. So... <laughs> Wasn't wasn't there a, and still is I think a Greek restaurant that's very well known in, on the North Fork when you drive out. Uh, Hellenic cabins. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's still there. <laughs> yeah, and um, a little bit about um, the, your your uh, uh, events business in, in Hamptons and and uh, also mention. About your husband's business, he has a retail store in Bridgehampton as well. He has a liquor and wine spirit, you know, a beautiful store that he's created. You know, he had originally bought McNamara wines and liquors from the McNamara family, and you know, lived with that space. Created a very strong clientele with bringing you know really interesting products um, into the mix. Um, expanded it as far as the library of items that he had. And then he took over a space next door and said, it's time to rebrand. And I was telling him to rebrand for years because people will call him, hey, you're, you're Mr. McNamara. Oh, hi, you must be Mrs. McNamara. I'm like, no. <laughs> and as, you know, as legendary of a name it is out here, um, of course, nothing to, to you know, talk bad about. I was like, Chris, you got to be your own brand right now. I'm like, you have built like an empire of, you know, a plethora of like knowledge with your, your, your spirits and your wines. And, and so we, you know, he wanted to keep it very simple. So he clearly, re, you know, re, uh, rebranded it to Bridgehampton Wine um, Bridgehampton Wine Cellar, so, excuse me. And so, um, so that rebrand happened kind of like right before COVID and, and, and the, the, expansion happened during COVID, meaning like construction and, and, and whatnot. So it was challenging, but he did it. God bless him. The place is magnificent. I'm not sure, Dan, if you've been there yet. I've been to it when it was back tomorrow. Oh, was... you need to go now and see it. It's a whole different cup of tea right now. Do you remember the time that lasted for eight or nine years when Bridgehampton sort of threatened to become a French uh, place a lot of stores and uh pierre's was started at that time but there was more uh, yeah were, i think there were three or four mm -hmm. french outfits in town mm -hmm. mm -hmm. very strange and interesting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then the other thing that's so wonderful about bridgehampton and i think makes it uh such a great success is what's happened right out in front at the monument where they have restored these grand, white, old, uh, wealthy uh, mansions are right where it used to all be gas stations. Yep. Never. Yep, I remember gas station. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I, I'm glad that they've done that. And so it's definitely brought, you know, it's brought the real estate and the whole sort of vibe of, you know, Bridgehampton to another level. Yep. What do you like to do when you're out here and you're not at the restaurant? Depends what season we're talking about. Are we talking about summer? If you like. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm an outdoor girl. I don't like to be confined inside unless, um, and I love my, you know, 
interior of my space and, and whatnot, but I do love, I love being out, um, on the beach. I love gathering with people, with friends, um, in regards of like, you know, summer, you know, eatings. I mean, I do love to support other restaurants as well. We don't get much, you know, a lot of time to do that, but I mean, as you know, if we can, we definitely go and visit some of our favorite spots. Where do you go? What are your favorite spots? I mean, I love the beacon, you know, my husband and I, we love the beacon. We love Bell and Anchor. We love Duryea's both actually in Montauk and in, um, on the North Fork, uh, in Orient Point. We do love um, Dopo in Southampton and San Ambrose. So, you know, those are kind of like, you know, some of our sort of go-to places, even like year round. Well, Duryea's, of course, not anything on the water is not year round. We love supporting our friend, Eric Miller, you know, um, that owns Rita Cantina, which is in East Hampton Springs. So yeah, we kind of, and then whatever sort of newbie that kind of pops up, we always like to kind of see what that's all about as well. You uh, go. You like to go shopping. Go to the beach. Go. What are you? What are other activities you like to do? Yes, I mean I'm a big meditator, so I love to meditate. Um, walks on the beach for me are very sacred, whether it's solo, whether it's with my dog or my husband or you know friends. I just I love visiting new farms. If you know any farms that you know might sort of pop up. I love going to farms because I love sort of seeing what's in the market. Shopping, you know, I mean, other than really food shopping, um, I have some, you know, a couple of my sort of go-to little places if if I need to kind of shop, if you will. But I also just love, you know, we we do a lot of gatherings, you know, um, if, again, if the time permits, um, because between my events and, and also the restaurant, we'd love to gather with friends and, you know, we love gathering them, whether it's in our home or whether it's, you know, um, going to their house. Do you, do you have any plans for more? Are they any, anything new in the works? I'm sorry for what? I didn't hear that part. Well, anything new in the works and business uh, that you're thinking about or are you expanding in some way or what do you, in the future? You mean for the restaurant? Um, for the restaurant, mostly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we've been approached numerous of times to come and open up other locations. Chris and I think about what that sort of looks like. Um, we kind of go back and forth about expanding. Um, it's a it's a big, you know, of course, step to do that. Yeah. I know that there's um definitely some need of some greek um you know beautiful restaurants if you will to open up in certain locations that people have talked to us about which we would be kind of like the only kid on the block we don't mind obviously you know being with other greek restaurants as well but i think we've built something really special um and i i know our clients or customers see that because like i said it's such a huge repeat and so I'm not sure. I mean, there's a lot of things that he and I have talked about and possibly some product line stuff. I'm not sure. I'm just kind of keeping it very crypto right now. So you go back and forth to New York or are you almost primarily out there? No, I go back and forth because my events, you know, takes me to the city as well. So whether it's for appointments or whether it's actually for an event like we had this past um, weekend. What about the most recent event that you planned? 
Well, we just we just planned a wedding um, in New York City, and it was a new location, which is right on top of Radio City. It's called Radio Park. So it's a new um, venue that opened up, and we happened to be the first ones in there for that one too. I think people, I don't know, I don't know, the universe, God, you know, kind of draws me to these sort of you know venues that are either you know, coming off of a major reno or, you know, it's a new, it's a new spot. So that was beautiful. It was for an intimate, about 80 people, which was lovely. We had, we had the ceremony in another location. It was um, the sister property to 620 Lofton Garden, which again is up um, on a roof deck that overlooks the St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is beautiful. And then we segued into that new venue called Radio Park for um, cocktails and dinner. So, yeah. Well, I think uh, we had a reception in that location outdoors. I was talking from the church on the roof. Oh, is it a 620 Lofton Garden? Probably. Anyway, thank you for being on this podcast. I've really enjoyed it. And we'll see you at the restaurant. Uh, thank you, Dan. And uh, uh, once again, um, we'll talk soon and um, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Be well.